resolutions as like my year's resolution or goals for the you're setting them for the year even a year is you know, that's a lot of time and then a lot of times we find ourselves giving up on those goals because you know we're in it's july and you know i never i didn't meet the goal but if you break it into smaller chunks that are attainable and then reward yourself for those for those little goals it's all to me it's all about the mini goals welcome to unstoppable The podcast for anyone who believes that their past and current circumstances do not define their future potential. I'm Karina Burton, your host and co-founder of CPR Construction Cleaning. This show is a series of pro-founding conversations that share stories and experiences of unstoppable people. Those who are willing to change, discover what it means to be aligned, and who are also willing to face tough challenges that stand between them and their dreams. As a coach and marketing expert, I live my life believing that I am unstoppable. Now I want you to know that you are unstoppable too. Hello everyone and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. Today's guest is Dawn Keller. She's in the she's a multifamily investor and owner of Divine Equity LLC, DBA. Crown Capital Multifamily. Since two, or 2019, she has invested in almost 400 units in Dallas-Fort Worth. In her 22-year career in sales and project management, Dawn has extensive experience in negotiating with multi-million and multi-billion dollar companies, along with expertise in underwriting. In 2021, she joined the elite millionaire multifamily mastermind. Dawn graduated magna cum laude from the University of North Texas and lives in Dallas area with her husband, Jason. Dawn's passion is helping others invest in real estate so they can grow their wealth and create a more meaningful, fulfilling life. I absolutely love her quote, so I'm going to share it. Growing up, I was taught to get a good job, work hard, and save money. And I did just that, but I always felt there was something more. I felt there was a way to have my money work for me and not just sit in a retirement account. When I learned about apartment investing, it changed everything. I found that there are a lot of people like me that are looking for better investment options. And I love being able to help others with that solution. Thank you, Dawn, so much for joining us on today's podcast episode. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that warm introduction. I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor. You know, yeah, I really felt like I needed to add that quote because um, it gives a really great introductory to who you are and what your mission is. Like, why did you start in this? And it's really like you found that there you had questions in your life and you're like, there's got to be more to this. And a lot of times, many of us shy away from the things we don't know. Like you just don't know. So you're like, well, I don't know. And I don't know how to get there. So I'm just kind of, you know, keep in my lane. And you were like, no, I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to forge the way and take some risks. So what developed this unstoppable mindset? Gosh, well, I, I think part of it too, like is how I was raised. I think that's kind of a good place to start. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I was raised to save my money and put in, you know, put in a retirement account. That's what I did. But I also, at a very young age, I think I learned really to be independent and think independently. Um, I didn't come from much growing up and my parents divorced when I was two and there were several years before my parents, uh, my, my mom married my stepdad that she was a single mom raising three kids, working two jobs. And I, gosh, I, first I admire her so much. I have, I will have no idea how much the sacrifices that she's, that she's truly made. And, you know, to your point, she just figured it out. And I, I watched her do that. And we don't always have the answers, but sometimes you just have to figure it out and Mm -hmm. you can. And, and that's, you're exactly right. That that's kind of what, where I kind of got started in real estate is I'm like, man, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And I've always had an interest in investing in real estate. I actually started with a single family flip 10, 
I think gosh, it was like 10 years ago. And to me, that was, it was profitable, but my immediate thought is how am I going to, how am I going to scale this? How am I going to turn this into something bigger and grow my money exponentially to me flipping a house? That seems like a job. It's really Mm -hmm. hard to do and to do this, to make this a system and to grow it. That wasn't the answer. That's not what I was looking for. So eventually when I found multifamily investing, it really just checked all the boxes for me. But to your point, I feel like there's so many people out there like me that they, they understand the concept and the desire to invest in a tangible asset like real estate because it appreciates and, but they just don't know how, you know, we've been to a lot of us, like myself, just been taught to put in a 401k. I mean, my 401k is down 30% right now. Like that's not working out for me. And, um, but I just didn't know how, you know, that's a, that's, I think that's the big question or time. I think that's also something that people struggle with is how do you find the time to fit this in our very, very busy lives? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, and so I started investing passively in, in apartments. That's how I started. And because at the time I did not have any time, but I thought this is a great vehicle for me to put my money to work and to grow it in something in a property that's going to appreciate. And then eventually I, um, my schedule just kind of worked out where I was able to gradually kind of work towards becoming more active and then became a, a general partner now in deals. So now mm-hmm. I'm on the active side and still invest passively, but now I'm more involved in the acquisitions of so finding the deals, working with the brokers and underwriting the deals, and then managing the business plan. Once we do have something, a property that we've acquired. And, um, you know, they just think that it's, I, I like the education piece so much. I like sharing this with other people because it's something that I didn't even know existed just a few short years ago. And if I can help others and share that information with other people that might be like me looking for a different way to invest their money and put their money to work, then, you know, to me that's huge because not only am I helping them solve a problem with what they want to do with their money, but those things help us grow and give us the financial freedom that, um, we wouldn't otherwise have. I mean, my, you know, my parents are in their seventies and they're still working and I don't want them to have to work. If they want to work, that's great, but I don't want them to have to work. And that's the reality that a lot of, a lot of us are facing now is that mm-hmm. you're going to have to work until you're 70. Your retirement account is not enough. Yeah. And I don't want to work until I'm 70. And, and that's just kind of, that was why I really started looking at like, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And so now I like sharing, just providing the education with other people. So it can give them opportunities to grow their money and really create like legacy wealth that um, can be for their children. And whether, you know, whatever you're trying to, you want passive income, like supplemental income, or you're saving for your kids, your child's, um, college fund, or you want to do luxury vacations that you weren't able to do any of those things. But if I can just help provide that education piece and help give opportunities to other people like that to me is like, that's a huge win. Well, and even the route that you went down, you know, going into, you know, the commercial real estate space, multifamily, you know, this construction area, it's, it can feel really daunting to people who really know nothing about it. What's interesting is like, I live my life around it, but in the investment aspect of it, like for me, I think I would feel like a little bit timid, you know, like without knowing, because, you know, it's, I don't, it's just this feeling of like, uh, it's so unfamiliar. How many women are you know, investing their money in, you know, passively in apartment complexes, you know, not that many. And so it's just really normalizing it and educating, even if it's high level education and, you know, these really key points that will help people feel not afraid, right. And being able to, um, overcome those, those types of barriers and that's what really fascinated me about, you know, your story was really um, as I interview people on this show, you know, I have to go back and look at it. Actually, now I'm thinking like how many 
I don't know if it's like a 50 50 split or do I have more men on here? Right. Like it's really going to show like a ratio though, of like entrepreneurialism, people's stories and things like that. And I try to keep it very like, um, a well blend, but you know, you'll see that a lot of men are kind of like on the same side of the industry and while women are on this other side and to have women featured on the side where usually men are right. It's male dominated in that, in that aspect. I love to be able to have strong empowering women share, you know, the knowledge and how they got there. And so with that though, you know, you have been in sales and project management for 22 years, but was, what was, what was the industry you were in and, and, you know, the background with that? Nothing to do with real estate. So it's so funny. Oh, yeah. It's actually the gaming industry and that's the space that I had. Yeah. This 20, 22 years in the gaming space. So working with casinos. And oh, wow. I, yeah, so completely nothing to do with real estate. And, but I really like, so I, in being in sales, I learned so much from that, but I am, I am not a salesperson. I am, I'm not one of those people that can sell ice to an Eskimo. I, but really all sales is when I figured out that it's really just providing a solution to someone. And if I can help solve their problem there, you know, that it's a win-win. So I yeah. never really thought about the um, the end result of the money, like you know, you know, making making a sale. It's more about just helping someone solve their problem. And I have to believe in what I'm in what I'm selling. That's huge. And then you're not selling anything at that mm-hmm. point. And so that was that's kind of where I found that. So I really found a, a niche in that because I didn't even know I didn't ever really have a desire to be in sales. But <laughs> I was actually really good at it because. I mean, that's because it really is all it is. Nobody wants to be sold anything, but if you can help yeah. them solve a problem and provide a solution, then you know, they're, they're a client for life. So that was always my philosophy. And it's kind of the same thing, I think, in investing as well. Um, you know, you, I, when, I, when I sit with a, a, a potential investor about um, looking, at, looking at investment opportunities in these deals, I tell them up front, you like there's one of two things is going to happen at the end of this you're either going to say like you know what that's great information but it's not for me or you're going to say like yeah don that sounds interesting like like let's talk more let's send me more more information and either one of those options is totally fine i'm like this is just education and it's going to be a good fit but nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten people are like oh my gosh i had no idea that this was even an option and i love it especially when i have people that are like oh my gosh your timing is impeccable because my wife and I were just talking about this or, you know, it's, it's like on people's minds a lot. And, but again, they just, they're a little, people can be stagnant or to your point with like, just, they can be intimidated because they don't know it's a big space and you don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And so when I get that reaction, like that's super exciting for me because it's clearly on people's minds and, uh, and they just, they just don't know where to start. But I also like just like making that connection with people, whether it's business or if it's just helping them to, to encourage them to, to reach for something else. If you're stagnant in the area that you're in or, um, cause we get stagnant in our growth, right. And it gets comfortable. And it, to me, to be able to help encourage people, even outside of business, if you can make a connection with someone and you don't, you don't vibe with everyone. Right. But when you do, it's awesome because you, there's this stranger and then suddenly you're not strangers anymore because you connect on so many different levels and you found somebody that you, you think the same way. And, um, it's just like this instant connection. So I think that's really cool. And so to be able to help people in that respect too, and just encourage people in whatever their, their goals are. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. So Dawn, who was not great at sales, but then became amazing at it through, you know, creating solutions from problems. What was, you know, what was your dream and aspirations? You graduate from high school, you know, you're a kid. What was it for you? What did you start off doing? Great question. I had absolutely no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's funny. My sister is, uh, she's an ICU nurse and she is like a certified badass. And 
I swear from the time she was three years old, she knew that she wanted to be a nurse and that's what she's doing today. I was never like that. I don't think I ever grew up being like, I'm going to be a business person someday. I didn't, <laughs> I never really had that. Um, but so I started out just as an admin, just out of college. And I actually, one of my uh, moments, like big moments in life was finishing college because my, uh, my parents paid for my first year in college. And after that, I was on my own. And so I found myself having to pay for school and figure this out, figure, you know, figuring it out. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. You sometimes just got to figure out, you don't know how you're going to do it, but you're just going to figure it out. So I got a job and hadn't finished school at that point. And just as an admin, to me, it was just a job. And um, that's the, that's 22 years that like I eventually moved into project management and then sales. And I, you know, I, but I pushed myself. I always have really been driven to, to, to finish my goals, whatever they may be. And one of them was that, was that degree. I was working mm -hmm. full time as an admin and then going to school full time. And so I was doing 12, 14, 16 hour days because I'd do a full day at work and then go to school at night and weekends and summer school. And just like a testament, you, you know, my, my very um, kind intro that you, that you did for me is, yeah, I, I not only finished and got my degree while working full time as well, but I got a 4.0 and graduated magna cum laude because that's just, it's when I do something, I go all in, right? I can't do anything mm -hmm. half-assed. So that's important to me. I probably, I hold myself to a high standard. Um, and then from there, I just, I kind of just grew. You kind of, you know, that's such a young age. I was 22 years old and you don't, you don't even know who you are at 22. And so I kind of just grew into um, a lot of like self reflection and searching on what I'm good at. And, and that really kind of just formed the, my career path from there and eventually just, and, and then grew into the real right. estate and got more involved in that. And um, I love it. So what kind of things do you do to, you know, keep keep the motivation because that is a lot of work, right? You're young. You can definitely be, you know, uh, distracted. There's, there's so many things for someone, right? Especially when they're young and they're like carefree, so to speak, but yet you have put all this responsibility on yourself. So what kind of things did you do to help yourself stay on track and stay focused so that you can, meet these goals that you had set for yourself? Gosh, um, great question. I, um, I mean, I definitely am goal oriented. Yes, for sure. And I, I think, I think you have to think in small pieces because big goals are very daunting. And so to finish, like for that example, you know, finish trying to finish college when I'm working full time, I could have given up at any time, or I could have just settled for just getting C's. Like it doesn't matter if you're going to get, you know, 4.0. Um, but I think it's taking it in small in baby steps. It, to mm -hmm. me, it's breaking it down because it's really difficult to see a five-year goal. But when you, oh my gosh, have you read the book? This is a great, um, I, uh, the 12-week year. Um, it's, a, it's a great book just about breaking. It's essentially what it is. It's breaking down your goals into, into, into 12 weeks instead of a year. We always think of like resolutions as like my year's resolution or goals for that you're setting them for the year. Even a year is, you know, that's a lot yeah. of time. And then a lot of times we find ourselves giving up on those goals because, you know, we're in, it's July and, you know, I never, I didn't meet the goal, but if you break it into smaller chunks that are attainable and then reward yourself for those, mm -hmm. for those little goals, it's all up to me. It's all about the mini goals. And then I always do something fun for me, whatever, you know, I want to do just something fun to encourage myself to keep going. Um, I think that that's huge. The big goals are really hard for me. And I think just taking, like not taking up, biting off more than you can chew and then also relying on other people. The support I think is huge. Having a, a, a team like surrounding yourself with the right people that understand what you're going through. And you know, that was trying to finish school. You know, my best friend will attest to that. I didn't have a social life probably for like two years and she can attest to that. Um, so there are sacrifices that you have to make, but just recognizing that it's short term and mm -hmm. the payoff, like what you're going through now is going to be a blip on the radar and is going to pay off tenfold once you hit those goals. So I think yeah. that's kind of what ke what keeps me going. And I'm kind of a, a visual person too. So I've done, 
um, vision boards and just and just kind of to stay focused. But I think rewarding yourself in between and don't be so hard on yourself. I, I'm really hard on myself sometimes. And so in those moments, it's hard to, you gotta just have to take a step back and, and reset. And it's okay mm-hmm. like to give yourself a time out, like give yourself a break um, because you get, you get that burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And give yourself that time and like, it's okay to take some time off because you're actually probably gonna be a better person and more refreshed and actually get more done if you do allow yourself those little breaks. So kind of yeah. all of this thing really helped me just like push me through those tough times. You know, interestingly enough, I was listening. I, I listen to, I love Audible. It is like the easiest way for me to continue learning while I'm multitasking. Like, cause I'm, I've, I am not diagnosed ADHD, but my brain goes really fast and it has to stay busy and I have to actually train my brain to chill back out. So I have like a zillion books, but one that I've been working on is called success affirmations. And it's not what it sounds like. Actually, it does like weeks. And so it will do like, um, I think it's like a, maybe like 15, 10, 15 minute segment, like eat for each week. But today specifically talked about how to stay with a positive mindset during your like these big goals, right? And the very like number one thing that you should do is break it down into small bits, right? Give yourself like you have a big goal, but you can break it down into small increments that feel not so scary. And then all these little goals, every time you do it are going to obviously eventually lead you to your ultimate goal, which is, you know, the big cake at the end. And I think that's, you know, interesting because I was just listening to that and I'm like, you know, it's not an aha moment, but it was like, yes, it's so true. Like I, you know, I think so many of us forget, um, that, you just have to look at everything in these small increments um, instead of looking at the entire giant picture and being like, how am I going to get from point A to Z? <laughs> right. Exactly. Cause you got to get to A to B and then B to C and then, you know, so on and so forth. And it's just, it's like, you know, it's, it's the number one thing that you do. You set a huge goal and then you're like, okay, now, how am no. I, how am I going to execute it? Right. And it's, and it's in these small little baby steps. And as you continue to move forward, you're going to get there. Right. Unless you just are yeah. like, no, but I'm sure there's moments, right. Where you probably felt like you're like, I, that's, I, what is, what is the point of all of this? Why am I doing this? And what's your reason? Like, what is the thing that continues to motivate you and continue to keeps continues to keep you passionate yeah. about your goals? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's just it's it's creating the life that I want um, for myself and my husband, and um, and 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 it is also truly to help others. I do feel like that is kind of my um, like the calling in a sense. And so I do love that part of it, but you know, my, my big why is I actually feel like we, we do spend a lot of time working and Mm -hmm. it's not so much that I want to work less. I just want to work on my terms. And that to me is one of the biggest reasons that I, I love where I'm at in life, where I can, where I can choose to work on on my terms and, Mm -hmm. and feel fill in life. Like life should be, um, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be like where you're working now Mm -hmm. and then you, now it's cut off time and I can switch gears. Um, it's kind of all one thing and it should be, it should be more fun going to work every day. If you, a clock in and clock out type job, um, for a lot of people, like that's not fun. And so if I can make my life more fluid and I can mix in the things that I really enjoy, um, charities, like giving back, um, volunteering. I, I have been volunteering for different types of, um, Genesis women's shelter. I used to volunteer a lot. I'm still in, involved with that group. 
and uh, doing children's ministry at church, things that I like, I like to do, but that we find ourselves, some of those things get cut out because you just don't have mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can have both. And, um, you know, mission trip has always been a, a, a goal of mine that I have never done. And, you know, I want to do that three times a year. And so to kind of like to make your life where it's not a, it's not so cut and dry, like, well, I have to go to work and I only have so many vacation days. And I, it, it shouldn't, to me, it shouldn't be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. If there's, an, there's mm-hmm. another option, right? And so to me, it's giving the flexibility to live life um, in a sense that it's not a have to, it's because I want to. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're, you know, you were impacted by seeing the way that you were raised, right? Your mom working really hard. And it's, I, f- I feel very, you know, relatable with that when it comes to my parents and seeing how hard they work. And I think that hard work is so admirable and it's something that I do, but I'm like a little asterisk, but, um, we want to work smart, right? And that's not like a knock on the parents and the generation, but it's just how you're taught, right? Like you work really hard, you come home exhausted, like physically, mentally, and you can still work really hard, but it's smart, right? And it's like what you're, you know, you're creating these. And I really want this for my my daughters, actually, because, you know, I started late in late in life. I say that because I was in my thirties when I really started in my career and started providing for my family. And, um, you know, I'm like more adamant saying, I need you. (laughs) I really need you. And I'm like, please listen to me. And I hope that seeing my struggles will help them make smarter steps to ease the burden of having to work so hard and work smart. Right. And, and, and take some of that, but, you know, I think about what you're saying and I thought about, you know, your, um, your, you, you mentioning earlier how your mom worked multiple jobs and, you know, worked really, really hard and you watch that and, and now you want to create a different type of lifestyle, which, um, you know, is, I think that like, as, children, right? And you continue to move forward in generation, generation, we always want to improve ourselves, right? Like we take all the good things, admire them, and then we improve ourselves. But do you feel like for you that that's been an impact for you? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, Definitely, you know, seeing, seeing my, my mom and, um, and and even my stepdad, my family, like I said, we, you know, we, I didn't come from, from much. And, to, you know, to, to see the struggle. And I see it not only with my family, with my parents, but other people that I know too, that are now, they thought that they were going to be able to retire and they can't because mm-hmm. saving, saving their money wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And now they have to, they have to work, you know, well, you know, well into their seventies or, or later. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality that we are faced with, unfortunately. And um, it, it is just a different, it is different. Mind. That's a generational thing, I think too, because, you know, you, you, you are taught to do something, you know, that's what we know. Um, but now we have so many more resources that we at our disposal that we can use. And there's so many opportunities and yeah, I think just, just using what you have available. Um, I also think that there is, this is something that I really wasn't necessarily taught was the abundance mentality right? Is that we think Mm -hmm. that we have these self-limiting beliefs and these things that we kind of just buy into or that, you know, I didn't come from much or, you know, we didn't have money growing up. So, you know, why would I think that I'd be able to have money and and take, you know, these lavish vacations or whatever it is that I want to do? Um, You know, what makes me think I can do that? And there, the abundance mentality goes so far in that it's, there's so much out there available, attainable that Mm -hmm. you just have to, you just have to get it. You just have to make, make, find a plan, find an avenue, the direction that you want to go and and do it, but it's totally achievable. And I think sometimes we just limit ourselves in what we think is possible 
um, because that's how we grew up or that's what we were told. And it's just not true. It's just, there's so, there's so many opportunities out there and, and to be able to take advantage. And I think that the part of it is surrounding yourself with people too, that have done it, have been in your shoes mm-hmm. and to model their success. That to me has been a huge part of what I've, what I've done in, in my career. And I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's, it's definitely doable. Um, yeah. but, but I think, yes, I think it's a combination of taking the lessons that we've learned, um, and a combination of what we see that we don't want, that we want to be different and a combination of, we see, wow, this is actually achievable. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is doable. And I never would have thought, oh my gosh, like to, you know, to come from a very modest, um, growing up that now buying tens of millions, you know, $10 million apartment complexes, I would have never thought that that would be possible. Um, would have never dreamed of that. And, um, it definitely is. You just have, you got to figure out the strategy and, and connect yourself with the right people and, and, you know, it's definitely doable. So those self-limiting, self-limiting, yeah. self-limiting beliefs, um, you need to change your mindset. That was a big yeah. thing for me too. I know that's something I think you and I have talked a little bit about before. So, yeah. You know, what do they say? Um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Exactly. It's the most important thing for you to continue to elevate your life and grow and grow your goals is learning. And the only way you learn is by allowing yourself to surround yourself with other people who are like-minded, but yet they are maybe a few steps ahead of you and you learn from them and you're, you know, you surround yourself and have, you know, uh, what's the, like, Elevating experiences because I mean, I came from a place where I, I lived in a really small town. I was very naive and very sheltered in a way. And also, I mean, I grew up in the era with no social media. So, you know, like when you, when you, when you're in a small town, like that's all, you know, like today, if you're in a small town, well, you've got access on TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, all the places so you can see what the world looks like and other people. But back then it was different. And so, you know, it wasn't until I thought I was like all these different things. And then when I went into the real world, I was like, wow, I'm so not. And I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to evolve and take myself out of this comfort zone get uncomfortable so that I start feeling comfortable in conversations that I once knew nothing about, but now I'm educated. And now I can go from these small goals to these big goals because I'm well-versed in a variety of things of life, right? And I have a much more open mind, which then allows me to be that much more creative thinking and being innovative in business and thinking outside the box on how to create solutions for, you know, and that was the one thing I found with like, with my clients, I'm like, you know, if I had a mindset or my thinking or had pigeonholed myself and just like, you know, surrounding myself with the same people doing the same things in the same area, um, I wouldn't be able to create solutions the way that I was right? Because you really only know what you know and what you surround yourself with. Um, Tell us about a time in your life that you wanted something so bad that you were unstoppable. Like there was nothing that was going to stop you in pursuing it. And what obstacles came up in there that you had to overcome and you did it? Oh gosh. Well, the definitely like getting my degree, that was one of them. So we talked a little bit about that and how, yeah. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, I think in that stage, I, like I said, I had, didn't even have a social life. I was, I sacrificed everything. Yeah. And that must've um, been really hard. Honestly, yeah. like we, we say that now you're like, yeah, that was really hard, but I'm sure going through it probably felt like eternity. Yes. It probably yeah. felt so hard. <laughs> yes. So hard. Um, but even now, I feel like I'm kind of living in one of those moments right now where 
Um, I've got goals on where I'm trying to grow my business Mm -hmm. And it, um, you know, it is, it is very challenging. It takes a lot of sacrifice and, um, I kind of relate it to like, if you think about like, like a workout when like, let's say you're in an hour long workout and 45 minutes into it, you're like, man, I'm done. Like I'm spent. Mm -hmm. And, but if you're like your instructor or your, your, your coach or whoever is like, no, like you have like those last 15 minutes, you have to dig in and do the work because that's where it's going to make the difference. Those last 15 minutes are the most impactful part of the workout. Um, I feel like that's kind of the same thing in reaching goals where you're, you're, you've come, you know, you've come a long way, you've made sacrifices and you're just like, man, I'm spent. And you're like, I don't know if I can push myself this far over the finish line. You know, it does, it does take sacrifices, but it's short term. It's just, you, it's, you may not see it immediately. You may not see the results immediately, but it's the keeping to that why of why you're doing something, just reminding yourself all the time of why am I doing this? That's what will push you through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's what's really helped me. Um, so like right now, you know, I've, I've made some sacrifices and just have to give a shout out to my husband because he's so supportive. <laughs> and um, sometimes I feel really bad when, uh, like nights or weekends that I might be working instead of doing a lot of the fun things that we did when we were like dating early on. Um, but he gets it and he's so supportive and he knows that, you know, I've got a goal and nothing's going to stop me. And mm-hmm. he's so supportive in that, um, but that nothing will get in my way. And I, you know, and I, I will sacrifice those things, those fun things to do. And it's, um, that's not always, that's not always fun when you have to make a choice of, of doing something. You can take the easy road. Um, and that's why a lot of people um, kind of are in the place that they they end up is that there is an easy option, um, and some people choose to do that. But they could have um, really a fa- like a fabulous, magnificent mm-hmm. life, all the things that they want if they if they just put their mind to it and are willing to make short term sacrifices for long term um, goals and that that long term happiness and whatever that may be. So. Um, I think just like the, the staying focused through those short, those short periods of time when it, things get difficult and mm-hmm. life can kick you, kick you down too. And sometimes you need to take a moment to, to reset. But if you can get through those, that last 15 minutes of the workout, that's the hardest you're set, you know, you'll, you'll achieve yeah. everything that you want to accomplish. Absolutely. How long did you think about getting into real estate before you did it? Were you like, as soon as you heard, you're like, all right, I'm doing it. Or you're like, I'm a little scared. And then it years went by. You're like, okay, damn it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, if I'm being honest, probably years. Yes. Um, so and I did that single family flip that I mentioned, and that was, I think like 10 years ago. And after that, I immediately was like, okay, that's not the route I want to go because I just, this is not going to grow my mm-hmm. money exponentially like I want. And um, so after that, I looked at a lot of different asset classes. And so I took a really long break of just doing a lot of reading, a lot of books, listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, doing a lot of research. And that's all great, but it's the action part. That's the hardest part. And you mentioned yeah. this earlier is just, it's taking that leap of faith, that action, just pushing yourself to just do it. Um, but yes, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that because I spent absolutely years years reading all the books in the world. (laughs) Great. I was very educated from the books, but there's, you got to just, at some point you just got to jump in. And so I did. Um, but really what, what did it for me is when I did, when I discovered multifamily, because I think for me, I didn't even know what I was looking for. I knew that I wanted to do invest in some type of real estate or get involved. I looked, I thought I was going to buy a laundromat for the longest time. Um, I thought I was going to do car wash. Like I looked at all different (laughs) asset classes um, and then eventually when I found multifamily though, I was pretty quick to make the decision because it just checked all the boxes for me. So I would say when you, when you find it, just yeah. jump right in, don't waste any time. Cause man, I wish I would have, you know, I wish I wouldn't have sat on the sidelines for so long and started you know, 10 years ago, way before I did. Um, it's never too late to start, but when I see, I've met a lot of people that are, um, gosh, in like in their twenties that are starting to invest in it. And I'm like, you are so far ahead of the game. You are just going to crush it because if I had had that mindset and that focus, I think, um, or the direction even, because I didn't, again, I didn't even know what I was looking for. 
but mm-hmm. I always think I like encouraging young people that it just they're already focused and they know exactly what they want and just to go man go all in go yeah. go all in just go for it you sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith but taking that action like you said just taking that step take that first step mm-hmm. and then before you know it it's uh, it, it snowballs yeah. well you know. I would say majority of people, I know that there are, there are some smart kids out there doing the right things, but there is probably more people who are missing the boat. Yeah. Right. And, or making decisions that are going to completely pivot their life into a direction that they're going to look back and say, Oh dang, I wish I would have done that sooner, but then they're at a crossroads are you ready to change your life that like right then and there? Or are you going to just keep wishing that, you know, or thinking that you missed the mark way back there. Right. And that's where, you know, the unstoppable podcast really is all about sharing, you know, stories like, like this, for instance, because there are millions of us that have very unconventional circumstances or that we are not in the right place at the right time with the right person with the right money and all the things fall into alignment but does that mean or define us and our future absolutely not absolutely not we will absolutely be able to get to where we deserve to be and where our hearts desire right and that's the unstoppableness within us is knowing that these circumstances have come upon us and, you know, potentially could have made us feel that we are less than or not worthy to have what we, you know, look back and be like, oh man, you know, I wish I'd have had that earlier on. And great for those people who have, you know, all those things line up and, and work out in their favor. But you think about like for yourself, if you knew at 22 years old, you know, or, you know, in your twenties, You're like, either I can take this money and invest it in my college education, or I'm going to take this money and invest it in these, you know, because you're working really hard to pay off and you're, you're kind of like between the two, you're having to make these choices, you know, maybe even then you would have been like, well, it's been my goal to finish college. And this is the only money I have because I'm not, you know, gifted a free ride here and I have to work my ass off to get what you know to achieve this goal at the end of the day um you know and that's where I think a lot of people are you know truly so much more inspired because and and you know you talk about how you want to help people and help educate them and you know just knowing your story behind that and and seeing where you are today is really what's even going to be more inspiring for people to know that, you know, you didn't have it conventionally and you didn't, you didn't figure it out at the the most peak and premium time of your life. And you're like, hell yeah, I can still do this today. And I'm kicking ass at it. Here I am, you know, in what, what did your, uh, almost 400, no, you invested it. What are, what are you at today with your investment properties? Yeah. Yeah, four about four hundred units. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, another one now. Yeah. That's amazing, and um, you should feel really proud of yourself about that. Thank you. Yes. So, tell us a little bit about your. You said that in twenty twenty one, you joined an elite millionaire multifamily mastermind. What is that? Because I think people hear mastermind. At least I do. Like every five seconds. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't participate in stuff like that, I guess myself. So, um, you know, maybe it's cause I, I'm learning, I'm learning as I go. So educate me, are. educate we me. All are, girl. We're all learning every day. Yes. Yeah. Mastermind seems like the new, the new buzzword. Um, essentially it is, um, it's, it's an elite group of people that, um, there's certain requirements that are certain level of business that you've acquired or that you can contribute to. Um, that's a group of like-minded people that are um, really kind of dig into different business um, aspects to really help each other grow 
Um, and that's really, that's really, it's a, it's a coming together of the minds. And so these are, we usually do trips together and it's usually a four or five day trip and uh, we're going somewhere. And, um, so there's a lot of, a lot of, um, connection time. We are kind of just meet, these are, these are like-minded people. These are um, all mm-hmm. millionaires. And so it's kind of elevating your business and you can learn so much from just hearing other stories and their, their struggles. Mm-hmm. and how they've overcome their obstacles and then sharing your own because you know you'd be surprised how many people can learn and not and not feel alone i think sometimes that is a lot of times when we're in a trial or we're in a a situation where we're struggling with something is that we feel isolated we feel like we feel like how like that you can't really somebody else can't relate to this but i promise you there's somebody else that's been there before and done it and (laughs) they have a solution and can help you and and likewise and that you're able to help other people that may be struggling with something in their business and it actually goes even beyond business where we share life it's it's you know it's it's growing it's all about Mm -hmm not just growing your business, but growing who you are as a person. And we, you know, we push each other to reach our goals where it's very open. We share um, financial information, personal financial, financial information with each other and what our goals are. And it's, it's an accountability where um, you're all just trying to encourage each other to grow and to help each other really um, become, become better people and, and giving back in a way it forms a community where you can be more impactful together than by yourself. Mm -hmm. What are some tips that you would give to, to the listeners in regards to investing? You know, what, how can they initially start becoming a part of this in the, in the investment world? Yeah, great question. I actually, um, I have a free gift for your listeners. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's called 10 Tips to Make Your Money Grow for You. Um, so that is, um, it's, you, can get, you can get a free download on my website. It's crownmultifamily.com. And if you scroll to the bottom of that page, the very first, the main page, there is, you'll see that it's 10, it's 10 free tips to um, to grow your money for you. So in there, you'll find content and it's free that you can, um, it's really kind of that. It's like how, kind of how to get started. People that just don't, you know, you don't even know where to begin. Um, but just a little bit, I can kind of share a couple things. Um, we, you know, we do syndications. What that means is that these are all private deals. They're not a REIT. So we buy a, an apartment complex. We, we focus in Texas. That's where we are, me and my partners. And we invite other people that just, they want to put their money to work, but they don't have the time necessarily. So these are usually high net worth individuals um, or just busy professionals, physicians and CEOs that want to put their money to work. And they have an opportunity to review the deal and see if they want to join this particular investment. Um, I love this business because everything is so transparent. So you can see the financials, you can see Mm -hmm. the, um, the profit and loss statement and just how the property is performing. Um, but one of the tips I also like to share is location. So first of all, if you're going to do a syndication, that's an easy way to join to get in a deal is, is, is somebody else is doing all the work for you, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. we're not brokers, we're not, um, financial planners. So we don't make a fee by you joining the, you know, or, or you know, investing in the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just kind of like, you know, it's open for anyone, but it's their private deals. So you have to, you know, know somebody that's doing these and, and find the opportunity, um, Look for a location. That to me is the biggest thing, whether you want to invest through a syndication or buying um, your own individual property, small, you can buy, you know, a small duplex, something like that. I think just growing your, if you want to buy single family, um, I like the, the buy and hold as opposed to the flips. That's just me because I like that real estate appreciates. Mm-hmm. So as they say, you know, location, location, location is, is number one. Even if you find an older property, and these are usually the best deals, if you can find an older property that's in a really good neighborhood, um, that's definitely um, that's definitely the, the way to go because then you can always improve the property itself. And we try to w- find ways to improve the community. So same thing if you're doing single family for us, the multifamily, if we can add like a dog park or a playground, something that makes it... Um, a better place to live for our tenants. I mean, so kind of look for those, those types of things, look for Mm -hmm. the surrounding neighborhoods and is there um, a school close by and churches like look for those neighborhoods that are just really good, good neighborhoods. Right. 
Um, there are some in that download. There's actually some key financial indicators to look for that are performance um, indications. But um, one of the things too I like to say is is find states, whatever state that you're in, find states to invest in uh, landlord friendly states. They're not all the same. So even if you live in a state that is not as landlord friendly, I, I know people all the time that invest outside of their state because they want to invest in states that are um, that are landlord friendly. So there's going to be states that are more tenant friendly and they're, they're a little bit difficult, more mm -hmm. difficult to manage for, as a property owner. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, there's some tax benefits too. So I would say, you know, there's some fa fantastic tax benefits. If you're looking for a way just to kind of shelter some, some tax, um, I would, I would definitely look for that. So there's some really easy ways that you can kind of start small and just start kind of putting your money in there. Um, but even just for tax benefits, I have a lot of investors that, um, that are just looking for that tax shelter. And so that's a great way to just get started. You, even just with an IRA, um, you don't even have to use cash. You can use retirement funds. If you just want more control over what you're investing in, if you do have a retirement account and you can put it into a self-directed IRA, then you can do whatever you want with it. And a lot of people don't know that. They think that they're stuck using mutual funds or whatever um, funds that are available in their IRA. If you do a self-directed IRA, you can invest in anything you want, including real estate. So would you say, I mean, I'm like, wow, I'm definitely, I'm going to download your thing. That's all yeah, she's, and Dawn says, it's for your listeners. And Karina is like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to download that too. Um, but, you know, for the audience, because I'm wondering how, you know, they would be feeling if people who are not in the, you know, real estate space and then the investment aspect of it, um, you know, is it really as daunting as it kind of makes you feel? Is it something that like, you know, once you get the hang of it, it's really, it's really more seamless than we are leading ourselves to believe. Yes, I, I would agree with that. I think anything, anytime you do something new, it's, it's daunting, right? Mm -hmm. But once you start digging in and you just learn, you educate yourself. I think another thing I think that's important is finding a mentor this is something, you know, don't do it alone. Don't, you know, don't make, there's, you know, there's no need to reinvent the wheel and, and try to do it by yourself. And that's one thing that I, I learned and wish I would have learned earlier is to not try to do it by myself. There's people that will help you. I'd rather have a, um, a smaller piece of a, a very large pie than to have a, a very tiny pie, you know, that, that yeah. kind of concept. Like don't do it by yourself. There's no need to um, find a good mentor and once you, it, you know, take those baby steps and once you just kind of start educating yourself, it's really, it's doable for any, anybody. I didn't know anything about real estate investing, nothing, zero. Um, so I feel like, yeah, if I can do it, you can do yeah. it too. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just about the education and, uh, and finding, you know, plugging yourself in. So I'm happy to help, you know, anyone get plugged in to different programs. There's a lot of different programs out there. I can share what, where I started. Um, for anyone that's interested, happy to help. So many people help me along the way. And if I can help other people as well, I'd love that. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Dawn. I've really enjoyed learning more about you, your unstoppable story. And I'm excited for the listeners to be able to take advantage of this um, free gift because education is key. And then, you know, uh, the action, the implementation portion is necessary. So when you have one, take advantage of it and then do the action part. Um, so you had mentioned your website. Is there anywhere else that our listeners can find you? That's probably the best way. I can give you my email. You feel free to reach out to email. I like doing one-on-one -on -one calls with people as well. Sometimes people just have like, a, like questions and just, you know, is this right for me? Mm -hmm. Or like, what are the risks? And, you know, what are the returns look like? Uh, my email is dkellerinvestments, with an S, at gmail. Um, but definitely you can find me on my website too and, and get me that way, which is crownmultifamily.com. Well, awesome. And we will provide all of her information in the show notes. So you listeners, you just click on and check it out. 